This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, well, well. Happy Father's Day to all you great dads out there. This is the day that many men not only equate with the beginning of a new life, but the end of an old one, the sex life. We're going to be talking about that tonight here on the Sunday Night Sex Show. And we're going to be talking a lot about this secret society known as sex. You know, the one where everyone's doing it and no one's talking about it, except yours truly, of course, every Sunday night here on the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. This show is more than a sex show, but I do just try and seduce you to listen to information about health, relationships, love, parenting, and your body. <laughs> Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath, the registered nurse in the field of sexual health, author of the book Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other, a researcher, a blogger, clinician, TED speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation, answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about sex, love, relationships, and your health. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and certainly no apologies, just fearless, straight-up talk about sex and health. Let's hope for you it will be illuminating educational, get you thinking outside of the box, and also have a little fun. So please stay with me. Put the kitties to bed. Listener discretion is advised. You, A word to the wise is sufficient. Some wisdom from my own father. There is an aspect of sexual health that is dark, and that is sexual abuse, unwanted sexual advances, pedophilia, and rape. And of course, for those of you who have been sexually abused, you are never far from my heart. I wish you all the best on your healing journey and keep you in my thoughts and prayers. And uh, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Bill Cosby, the the hung jury. Hello, Matt. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. Yourself? I'm very well. Thank you. Hey, listen, before we get on to Bill Cosby, which was a little bit of a surprise, that uh, you are familiar with that. Blown uh, away. Blown away. Are you blown away? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. The, look at the way things are right now in the States. I mean, look in who's president and what he says about women. <laughs> Yes. Well, I think there's so many things that uh, came into play there. I mean, only one woman was allowed to um, uh, have her her case heard, number one. And there were no- a number of women who had complaints against him. And also his celebrity status perhaps contributed to some of that. And also the fact that it's 10 years later or 13 years later, as much as 13 years later for some of these um Cases And so I think being a celebrity, uh, you know, contributes to the fact that they can try him and also being a celebrity, people still think of him as Dr. Cliff Huxtable, right? And, uh, you know, the father of the year uh, or so through a sitcom. You know, we, we've actually sitcoms have really um, caused a lot of troubles in the world. You know, they're great. They're great in many ways, but uh, in other ways, they can cause problems. I watch the Cosby Show every week with my parents. I think it was like Cosby Show, Roseanne, then Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And, you know, people feel a connection to Dr. Cliff Huxtable. But, you know, some of the allegations, and these are allegations, of course, and uh, there's a hung jury, and Lord only knows if uh, this will be tried again. But uh, that will have some things playing against it as well. The prosecutor said they were going to try him again. Yeah. I mean, that's not, I don't think that's the easy, from what I understand, and that's very little, it's not the easiest thing uh, to do. But, um, you know, if they could get some other cases in there, that may help. But anyway, you know, that's very difficult for anybody who has experienced sexual abuse or uh, rape or unwanted sexual advances, especially if their power has been taken away from them, you know, where they have been drugged, you know, and, and some of the allegations are that these women were drugged, and that certainly happens quite a bit. 
um, in just in general in life. And so it's, uh, you know, it, it's really difficult. There's, there's something about validation in, in cases like that that makes women feel better. Um, you know, uh, was justice served? Can justice be served in sexual uh, cases, you know, in these sexual assault cases? We've, we've seen many across the country that have had surprising verdicts as well. And, and some of the judges, some of their attitudes. And, and it's about the attitudes about sexuality and sexual health and women and, you know, women and sexual desire. You know, a lot of this doesn't uh, play into healthy intimacy and healthy sex lives and, and healthy approaches anyway. So that's that. But you did, I did notice that you were one of the first to like my quickie dinner. That looked delicious. <laughs> and it literally, it was five minutes. And I was thinking, you know what? There's a lot of work, right, in, uh, in the world. There's a lot of uh, work to be done, you know, if you're raising a family. And, and dinner is a big deal, right, to think, to think of what to have for dinner every night and then to throw all the ingredients together. So th- I was thinking, actually, on the way here, you know, I could write a cookbook called Quickie, Quickie Dinners. <laughs> <laughs> Less time in the kitchen, more time back to the bedroom. And maybe a little bit of playful cooking in between to uh, arouse the uh, couples. Cook it up, baby. The hotter, the better. The spicier, the better. But, you know, I am the queen of quick dinners, I have to just, say. And just, so- <laughs> just don't cook bacon without clothes on because... Never, never. I thought it would be romantic once, and I almost ended up to the, going to the hospital. <laughs> I've actually been given bacon as a gift um, from patients. Anyway, um, but, you know, that was cooked on with a bunt pan. I'm also very creative in the kitchen. Like, I, <laughs> I have a pretty sleek kitchen, but I like it to be neat. I don't really like to mess it up. So, but anyway, I used a bunt pan to cook that, and I just stuck the chicken on top of it and then put root vegetables around it, little you know, some chicken rub and anyway, a little butter, a little salt, a little squeeze of an orange inside, boom, in the oven. And uh, yeah, it only set off the fire alarm once or twice. You know, we're all good there. <laughs> but anyway, yes, my next project, quickie dinners, spicing it up in the kitchen so you can get back to the bedroom, but literally five minutes. So anyway, that's and something else. Beyonce has had twins. That's right. Fantastic. By a midwife, less than 1% of Women deliver their babies at home with midwives. So, um, you know, pretty forward thinking of her. Fantastic. Uh, You know, having a baby in the house is like Christmas every day. Having two is like Christmas and Hanukkah and uh, everything combined. I couldn't imagine. My kids are popping out. My Sorry, my friends are popping out kids right now. Like, I just can't imagine. One of my friends is having a baby in September, and they decided it would be a good idea to get a puppy as well. Oh my gosh. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> somebody, somebody offered me a second beagle. I'm like, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> One is enough. Um, yeah, so we've got lots of subjects on the show tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, it's true, and I hope you, hopefully you've put the kids to bed by now, but um, a lot of men say that once the kids came along, the sex life changed. And uh, I posted something about that on LinkedIn today. It's had like 1,500 views, um, you know, from people all over the country, which is a lot for LinkedIn. Um, But I think a lot of, and tons of likes, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. So we're going to be talking about that and why it's important that you keep the intimacy up in your marriage. Keep the romance up. Make sure that you are... Uh, you know, your children understand that your relationship is extremely important and, um, you know, and, and, you know, and is ahead of your children. 
you know, that's a very important relationship to maintain. Many uh, women get enamored with the baby, and that's, of course, um, understandable. But uh, you cannot forget about the the husband and the partner because men also, uh, postpartum depression is a very common issue, and we don't equate that with men. We typically equate that with women, but men have a postnatal depression. About 10% of men experience that, so I'm going to be reviewing some of that tonight. Um, some of the uh, things we didn't get to last week, some of the brutal truths, some of the wisdom that your father gave you. One of one of the things that um, one, my father would always say, a word to the wise is sufficient, and also, um, you know, be a person of your word, uh, which was also very important. So, don't overpromise and under under deliver. That was something else. Uh, and take care of yourself first before you take care of somebody else. And that's also important. Uh, so there's great wisdom out there from fathers that uh, that we have received. But you know, do we talk about the intimacy and in relationships and how to have a great relationship? So I'm going to be addressing a little bit of that tonight as well, and also obesity. Going to be talking about that. I had I was again out in Langley. I love Langley. It's um, you know it's it's just so great out there. I you know, have occasionally, I speak out there quite a bit. I'm invited, I've been invited to speak out there recently. And, um, but also, you know, they have the best, some of the best kale in the world comes from Langley. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, the house down the end of the road had a farm, was a farm and had horses and raccoons. We used to pick them up like babies and ride horses. And, and so there's no better place, I think, to ride horses than out in Langley. So whenever I have an opportunity to go out there, I do. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, and, and it's seemingly, you know, a lot, you know, I, I do a lot of work out in Surrey and, and, uh, and I think that's why I'm, uh, invited out to Langley quite a bit and I, and I welcome it every single time I'm there. So anyway, but that's like physical activity. And I do want to tell you a most hilarious story, uh, tonight that happened out in Langley at one of my presentations. Um, but it relates to, um, it relates to physical activity and obesity, and we're seeing, um, you know, this attraction um, is so important in a marriage, in a relationship, and people can lose the attraction, and there are a number of reasons why you lose the attraction to your spouse, and you have to pay attention to that. If your spouse has given you the gift of telling you why, you need to pay attention, you need to do something about that. And also, uh, who initiates divorce more, men or women? And also, uh, we're going to be talking about balancing parenting and work. And this is for men as well, because men have that pressure on them to provide for families, and um, and sometimes they don't so they they don't talk about it as much as women do. Men are not socialized to express their feelings. They're supposed to be tough, and uh, and sometimes there's substance use and abuse by men to numb some of the pain. But I always say you need to go through the pain, you need to feel that pain, um, and, and you process the pain and you go through it. So anyway, we've got lots of subjects we're talking about tonight, lots of subjects, lots of ideas and tips on how to improve your relationship and uh, and how to improve your sex life mainly. So if you have any questions at all, give us a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell, or you can always email me. Go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca. There's a contact form there. If you're too shy to give me a call, just email me. I'm happily answer your email, although I'm getting hundreds lately because that TEDx talk has had four and a half million views. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's not viral. You know what the definition of viral is? 
Because people are like, I think you can safely assume it's gone viral. That's what I would have said, too. No. Viral is um, 5 million views in 5 to 7 days. But I don't know if that's like a two-minute deal, you know, the length of time, you know, what is. No. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but it, you know, 21 minutes is kind of a long time. Um, but anyway, nonetheless, nonetheless, I'm getting lots of uh, emails and lots of invitations. I've been invited to speak down in Shreveport, Louisiana, heading down there in the fall. So I look forward to that. And then on to Baton Rouge. So anyway, things are changing. And, uh, you know, as a direct result of that TED Talk. So I think uh, I felt like I was letting the cat out of the bag. And a few other people did, too. But I've gotten the most brilliant comments on there. And so some of them relate to some of the topics that I'm going to be talking about tonight. And um, so I'd love to hear from you, as usual, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you as I do live every Sunday evening. Give me a call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell if you have or if you want to share with me and put your name in to win the prize, the best Father's Day advice you receive from your father. And it was so good that you would that you would actually give the same advice to your children, or did it change your life in any way? So give me a call with your best Father's Day wisdom. Matt, what was your best Father's Day advice, do you think? Oh, man. Um, I mean, father's advice. Advice from your father. All I can think of is smart aleck things right now. Okay, that's okay. I didn't mean to cut you off you know, guard. It's funny because like, I, um, I love my dad. We had a great relationship. But he was he's a really quiet guy. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't, I mean, we would play hockey in the yard and whatnot, but growing up, rarely hugged my dad. Mm-hmm. Maybe on birthdays. Right. And um, Well, men are taught that that's not appropriate, public display, display of affection or, you know, um, so, and especially in those days, right? Yeah. And I remember like camping with a family and seeing my cousins hug their dads when I was 12 mm-hmm. or 13. And I'm like, why don't we do that? Because they give each other bear hugs. Right. And I guess he's just a, he's not quiet, but. Uh, and every family is different and, yeah. and every dad is different. And there's good things about dads and bad things about dads. One thing I think that dads should tell their children, do not text while you're driving. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday I was driving along a, if I could remember the name of the company, I would blast it. No. Um, <laughs> but the guy was texting and I was like blowing my horn at him and he was completely ignoring me. He was on a highway and he was texting for like five minutes and, yeah. you know, was putting everybody's lives in danger, including his own. But, like, forget him. Like, what about the rest of us? So that is excellent advice. And sometimes, you know, dads just live in a way that they, you can tell they are honorable men. And we, kids absorb a lot, right? And so just seeing how your father is and what he's like is uh, also a big gift, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, there's certain things that, you know, don't live beyond your means, is is excellent advice and advice that I certainly had from my father. Um, you know, I, now I, I know exactly what kind of advice he gives me because he does say this quite a bit and he just says, go for it. I mean, just like yeah. I know I talk about being in school a lot recently, but I mean, without support like that, yeah. like whenever I want to do something, Ex- he's behind me. Exactly. So that's, it may not be advice, but yeah. just the fact that he's always been there. Exactly. And I'm going to be talking about exactly that when we come back after the break. But I do have a poem for 
uh, every anybody out there, but in particular men, because a lot of men sometimes may look back on their childhood and feel badly, or there may have been issues that, and and they carry them into adulthood. So one of my favorite poems, and this poem is about 150 years old, and the author is unknown, and it goes like this: Grow, be tall, yet reconciled to yourself, the weeping child. Love, be easy and be warm. Find the fire beyond the form. Forgive yourself, forgive. Sins long dead and learn to live. And I think if a lot of men could get in touch with their feelings and uh, process some of the pain they may have left over from their childhood, women have a tendency to do that a little bit better, they could actually be better fathers and have better lives and maybe be a little bit more successful. But I'm going to tell you what that takes when I come back after the break. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you live here in the downtown studio of CKNW. And, uh, you know, the weather's driving me crazy. What about those weather gods? What is going on, Matt? Well, <laughs> apparently um, by Tuesday we're going to have the sun back. So Is that right? We're back to between like 21 and 23. Uh, oh, yeah. that's much better. Yeah. I, I, I've been swimming in this, and some days it's been like icicles. Like seriously, swimming. With, forget the seals. It's the icicles you have to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to swim with normal temperature. I've had to order a swim robe from Ireland, a dry robe, which is, you know, a lot of swimmers have, because it is brutal. But anyway, um, it would be nice to have a little sun. Hopefully there's a little sun in your life, though, and uh, in your relationship. And thanks for listening. I really appreciate uh, having listeners out there. And thanks for all of your emails. I totally appreciate those. It's getting a little bit harder for me to answer the emails, I'm taking a little bit of a longer turnaround time in case you've noticed that, but I will get back to every single one of you, uh, hopefully. <laughs> the answers might be a bit shorter, but keep them coming. Keep them coming, baby. That's where I learn as well, and I learn about your issues. So unless you share those issues with me, I can't learn about them. And uh, I sh- I'll tell you about a few of the more challenging clients that I've had uh, in the last few weeks, and it, and it mainly has to do with a lack of insight and also blaming the partner for all of their issues. And you can't blame the partner. And I even said to one couple, I spoke to them together, and then I, which is typical, initially I speak to them, and I basically educate. So I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not even a counselor. I'm an educator. I'm an advisor. And I'm a registered nurse by training, but I have a lot of experience in this field and clinical and research and Education, and so I, I tell couples, you, uh, that here's the rule. Here are the rules. You have to be totally honest with me, one hundred percent honest. It's not going anywhere. It's completely confidential. Number two, you cannot blame your spouse. There is no blaming of your spouse. And number three, and it's it's that's a difficult one. That is really tough for people to get over because the we all feel so much better when we blame our problems on somebody else, and that's easy. And uh, so those are basically the rules. And also the third one is do not expect your marriage to be saved. Like you may come in here and be a better person after all of this and understand, but uh, you know, some marriages or relationships just are not meant to be, and you have to do the hard work. So those are pretty much my rules. And I don't want to see you once or twice a week. That's ridiculous. 
a lot of therapists want that. They say you have to sign up for a year. You have to come in here twice a week. And, you know, people don't get anywhere. I get a lot of those patients in. I'm straight up. I'm, you know, I, I tell it like it is, which is uh, good and bad. <laughs> but, um, you know, some people appreciate that approach, but that is my approach. And so I had forewarned this particular couple initially, do not blame. And I know it takes a while to get out of that habit. So speak to the couple, then I speak to her, and then I speak to him. And he's, for 45 minutes, all he did was blame his wife. I'm like, that's just such a complete waste of time. Now we only have 15 minutes left in this hour, and you have entirely blamed your wife for this. And you've also not been honest with me. Uh, There were a couple of things as well that had come up. The guy forgot. He had forgotten that he had mentioned a few hints about some things earlier in the first visit. And um, so he wasn't being honest either. And I gave him several chances. So those are things that are really important uh, when you go and seek help for um, your troubles in your marriage, if it gets to that point. And you know what? Therapy or, or advising or counsel or education or anything is a gift you give to yourself. So there's no shame in it, and it's absolutely fine to do that. And it's a way you can reframe things, look at things a little bit differently, have somebody else's uh, opinion, if you will, based on the literature, based on uh, clinical trends. And I certainly see clinical trends in my office. One of them that I'm seeing lately is about attraction, about the brain. The brain is the largest sex organ. And how can I make myself attracted to this person when this person has gained a lot of weight since the marriage? And that's one of the big, big reasons that people lose attraction for their partner. I had a very long and detailed email about that from um, a, a, I think he was a TEDx viewer, um, or maybe he was a listener, but he went on in, in a lot of detail. He'd been married like 25 or 30 years, and, and there were times when she had gained weight and he wasn't attracted to her, and then he, she would lose the weight and he would be attracted again. All throughout this, they had a great marriage and they had a great relationship, but the sex waxed and waned, and that was based on his attraction to her. I hear from a lot of women, guys get a paunch, and they're not attracted to that. Guys don't take care of themselves. Uh, somebody on the TEDx feed actually wrote, um, if guys want to have sex, and there's, there's a lot of truth in this, it's very simple wisdom. He said, if guys want to have sex, they need to eat a plant-based diet, no alcohol, and go to the gym. And I think that's actually excellent advice. I might add walking in there on top of walk to the gym, perhaps, because that is actually very good for mood. And I want to tell you a little story about um, a fellow that I met out in Langley at one of the presentations. And afterward, there were a lot of people hanging around and talking. And this actually wasn't... Um, uh, anyway, we, we were chatting and... Um, so this fellow said, uh, you know, he was talking about the, the presentation that I had given, and this guy had it all. If you, you look at somebody and you want to judge them, and I say I don't judge, but we all do in a way, but we look and you, you just assume things about somebody. He was good-looking and charismatic. He had a, a bike helmet in his hand, so he was going to ride back, and he had a great distance to go, and um, he had a great job and really smart, and then... Then just when I was thinking, okay, this guy has it all, (laughs) nobody does, Um, he said something like, well, what about those 
women who won't go over the threshold and leave the house to work out. And just as he said it, he, we both just burst out laughing because he said, busted. I am so busted. And I, and I was laughing because I've had so many vulgar, nasty comments on that TEDx feed about guys uh, and their, the, the wives or the women in their lives who have gained a lot of weight. Like, what about these big, fat American, you know? And, and so I was laughing about that, but then I was waiting to start laughing as well. The next thing was going to be about him busted. And because he said, you know, in his relationship, the woman that he's in a relationship with, it, you know, and he said, a lot of guys, a lot of my friends will say, uh, I want a skinny wife. He said, I, I don't even want a skinny wife. I just want a happy wife. And I feel that is related to mood and productivity because of the serotonin levels. I told you this guy was smart. And I said, you're absolutely correct. It is. But you cannot change somebody else. You have to, you can only change yourself and then they change, but you can't change somebody. And so he did say that he, you know, he was kind of at her and on her to, you know, he's always bugging her to get out there and exercise. And from what I gather, she was overweight and it's not always exercise that's going to take the weight off of you. In fact, exercise is about, or physical activity is about 20% and what you eat is about 80%. So that's a heck of a lot more important. You want to cut out the sugars eat low glycemic index diet, protein, no alcohol, uh, no sugar whatsoever. Berries are good. They're low glycemic index fruits. So you really want to take care of that. But you can see how that would impact even somebody that's sitting on the couch not doing anything and you're like totally active and maybe your kids are active or maybe they're not. Um, But you can see that that would be a mismatch in a relationship and that would affect the sexual desire in the couple and there would more likely be desire discrepancy. Uh, So, you know, it's important. And if you get that feedback from your partner that, you know, exercise would be helpful or eating better would be helpful, that's a gift. You need to listen to that. And uh, it's the person who cares about you the most, probably the person who is still staying with you, who loves you, giving you good advice. One other bit of wisdom from my father was always take good advice. And whenever I say that today, I I often will say I take good advice. And I think of that is some of the wisdom from my own father. Take good advice. So that is my wisdom for you. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here hosting this program for you. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Wonder Woman, but I saw that recently with uh, 200 women, too. A lot of, a lot of Wonder Women. It was a great evening. And, uh, but as I watched the movie, I felt that with every battle, she became stronger. That was my takeaway from it. Uh, she, it could have been a little bit shorter, I will add that. <laughs> she did fly through the air a lot with swords and everything and, you know, warding off all of these... Uh, enemies, but um, but I will say, and I think that happens in life. With every battle, you get stronger. You build confidence. You build self-esteem. You feel better about yourself. You feel accomplished. And, you know, we all have battles in life. We all have things we have to deal with, and nobody is going to be trouble-free. I was, uh, I was actually at a conference yesterday. I don't really like to do that on the weekends, but I had to go. And uh, one of my colleagues was there and she was going to win a wedding in the afternoon. And I said, you know, I see 
um, I see brides and I want to chase them down the street and be like, hey, hang on here. Let me just tell you about the truth about what you're getting yourself into. And she said, don't worry, it's her second marriage. She knows. And um, so, you know, it's it, nobody tells you. Nobody tells you what's going to happen after you get married, that you can have troubles in life, that you're going to have troubles in life. And that's why you need the tools to be able to withstand some of those troubles. And you need to be able to um, deal with issues and things that come along. And nobody's marriage is a party and nobody's marriage. We we often say, you know, life is short, but, you know, life is long. And we go through different uh, trials and tribulations and issues. Um, But so I, you, we don't forewarn. We say for better, for worse. But what does that mean? For richer, for poor? What does that mean? There's deeper meaning behind that. And uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that. But I'm going to take a call from Sarah right now. Hello, Sarah. Oh, hi. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Great. Good. Great. I just, I just wanted to actually just a uh, couple of things about the Father's Day, and now you're talking about for better, for worse. And I was just trying my wedding dress on. Actually, that's so funny that you, uh, oh, that, you put that on on the air. But um, my <laughs> are you one of those brides I've chased down the street? Stop! Wait a minute! Hang on there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm one of those brides. I buy the dress that I don't have the fiance. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that's that happens. Okay, go I, ahead. I know. No, no, no. I just wanted to, just today was sort of a, a tough day in, in that I lost my dad about three years ago. Oh. So I, uh, I was sort of thinking uh, I, I was doing good things for me so that I could feel happy today and and just sort of uh, uh, have him in my in my thoughts and memory and how impactful he was in in my life uh, growing up and always being a hard worker and I, I'm, I'm from Italian descent so you know he worked from the age of nine so I think he instilled a little bit of that in me and always told me to go for it. So I wanted to to share that, but I also wanted to share the the obesity thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think what I've been with my partner for about eight years, and uh, I think what happens sometimes, uh, you know, you go through your ups and downs, and sometimes you eat more than other times, and et cetera. And you know, there was always, uh, you know, I was I like to communicate probably a little more than most women do, um, and and uh, and so. Are you I kidding? Have, don't most women want to communicate? Like <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it's the men that don't, or the men think... have to tread lightly when they're talking about things. But I remember getting it. It was about four years ago, and I got it out of him. Like you know, why are we not having more sex? And and it was and, and the weight thing came up and I was just astonished and I was just like wow and you know of course you want to retaliate because you're so hurt at that moment and you want to be like well you're no you know whoever and and so it you know through through sickness uh, through through uh, not sickness better sickness for worse health yes better for worse right like sickness and health yeah so of course then I was like well I'm never having sex with you again and of course, that went to the wayside, but um, but I think what happens is is and then I'm the kind of person that retaliates. Well, I'll have six donuts then. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and I wasn't gonna you know lose weight, but but um, last November I um. I decided that I was going to do something for me. And I mean, the weight's sort of come and gone. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I, I, I'm, you know, this 50 or 80 pound overweight woman by any means, but I'm a petite woman. So any pound will look, will show on me. But, um, I decided for myself to get fit and healthier. And I'm in the gym five days a week. And, you know, he's, he's not a person that says, Oh my gosh, I can notice the difference. Like he's doesn't always have to say that to me because he sees me every day. But, um, that's really helped, uh, in, you know, in the relationship and, and getting things back to the bedroom. So really, that's all I wanted to share. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, it took you a few years, but you did, it sounds as though after you downed a few donuts, (laughs) 
maybe a few thousand, you um, then decided, I'm going to do this for me, and then it had the side benefit of improving your relationship. Yes, And, and now also, you're getting married. That's right, I am. So you I had am, sex before I, the wedding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did. I was trying to tell him, how about no sex for the next three months, and he gave me the eyebrow. So that didn't go over well. I was just trying to... Pretend. But has but the sex I life think- improved since the weight loss? Well, I think for me, for me, it's improved because there's less fat. And you feel better about, do you feel better about your body? Well, I've always felt better. It doesn't matter if I'm, I'm very open that way. What you see is what you get. Uh, 20 pounds heavier or not, I'm very, I, I'm, I love my, my body and who I am. So I think that that's what's important. But what I want to say is it's really hard for couples to have this conversation because it's such a sensitive topic for it women. Is. Weight, it can be. And, you know, there's men out there that don't, you know, was it the best way that he could bring it up? No. I mean, we always need to figure out the way to speak to our partners, uh, both men and women. Um, but I think conversation whether it's about having too much or not enough sex. I mean, uh, as you know, uh, with your talk and everything, uh, you know, we're not having enough sex out there. And, and, you, and you know all the reasons why, because you've done the, the research. But they're not talking about that. They're not talking about, well, maybe their wife is a little bit overweight and they're not turned on anymore. You know, but there's always ways to say it. And all I want to just say to your listeners is, you know, communicate with your po- partner as, as gentle and eloquently as you can and, and really just, just try to work through these issues that maybe you're having. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for taking my call. I love listening to you, and uh, it's been a little while, but I'm back on track now on Sunday, so thanks so much. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. Bye. Uh, You know, the other thing is when you're communicating with somebody, you can get frustrated, and you can be fed up and all that, but if you just be mindful and you think, you're going to say something. You get up the courage to say something. It took me two months to get up the courage to say something one time, and it resulted in this show. <laughs> it's true. Um, you wouldn't think that I would uh, need courage, but I certainly do. And um, But you mean what you say. Say what you mean, mean what you say, and don't say it mean. I think that's a good way to sit back and uh, when you're preparing to say something because, you know, and keep in mind, you want to convey to your partner that you want to keep the marriage going. You want to remain married. You want to remain in the relationship, but you want to be attracted to your partner like you were before. And this does, isn't just men to women. Men gain weight as well. And women, men just don't gain weight as fast as women do. And men just lose it like in two days, but, you know, without uh, barely trying, but weight is a bigger issue for women, but, but it happens to men as well. And added weight, especially in your gut will contribute to erectile dysfunction. And that is like no fun in the bedroom. Let me tell you, it is not uh, a lot of guys come into my clinical practice and they're wondering why their partner, their wife, whomever will not perform oral sex on them. And they have a flaccid penis. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, you have to take care of that. That is not a turn on. That is a, an mat. And in fact, it is a huge turn off. Uh, so you have to take care of that. And, and that's why health is so important. And do this for your health. Do these kinds of things for your health. But you know what? I, I think she said something and, and Matt said it earlier about go for it. You know, that's a, uh, that's a, that's great advice from fathers. You know, go for it. You having, having the support of, uh, of your father, especially if you're a woman, you know, to get out there and in, in the world. And, you know, I'm pretty shy type and, uh, it's been, 
<laughs> Matt's laughing. I am, though, actually. <laughs> Nobody believes me. I'm really shy initially. You know, it's when I get to know, I'm behind a microphone here, okay? I can do whatever I want. Um, but I'm actually shy. And so it hasn't been all that easy for me. But I grew up with a father who, you know, men and women were equal. There was no, uh, the division of helping around was exactly the same. Uh, there was no favoritism. The boys weren't given more uh more opportunity than the girls were in the family. Um, and so I grew up that way, and that was really helpful. And that going for it is, uh, you know, I spoke to my father uh, recently. He said, how are you doing? You know, or, and I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm busy. And he said, you know, busy is good. And, you know, and, and he knows I'm busy in work. And, and uh, I've had a number of great opportunities recently. And he's like, isn't that great? That's so good, you know, to be busy like that. And um, because I have, I have a company and, you know, I'm, I'm building it up. And, and so, you know, to have the support of your father and to have somebody say, go for it. You can do it. You know, it builds that confidence because sometimes you think, oh, should I go for it? Maybe I shouldn't. So I do want to talk about going for it and what that means. Everybody wants to have that carefree, happy, easy life, fall in love, have fabulous sex and amazing relationships. Well, how can you do that? I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm going to be talking about that after the break. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.